sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! We're there. We're there. We're here. We're here. We're, here. We're, here. We're doing it. Finally. Yeah, it's been. Finally. Uh, it has been quite some time. I feel like I've been bothering you for a while, off and on, like it's not a, pestering. It's, it's like it's every not couple so months. Much we're bothering. Like, it's <laughs> you know. So a few months ago, I put out kind of like a message, like, "Hey, who do you want to see on Start to Beat?" You know, mm. and I got like over 50 names mm. of people that I genuinely want to have on this show. Oh, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's a weekly show. Yeah. How know. many weeks are in a year? Um, around 50. <laughs> you know, roughly like, 50. Yeah, there's not that yeah. Maybe a little bit more than 50. I think but, it is. I think it might be like a couple more yeah, than 50. But, you know, I think just, exactly a couple more than 50. It's a lot. Yeah. So I always feel bad about like it taking a while to get oh, yeah. to people. But oh, that's like, understandable. You know? It fucking takes forever. Yeah, you got shit to do, man. You got people to see. <laughs> I mean, people to talk to. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's like. And yeah. then there's always fucking people that like want to come on, but like it's like, hey, I have this thing, and like it's happening next week. Can I like come on to so, like their episode? Like sometimes if like they're a homie, I'll let them. Take yeah, you get, yeah, that's fair. You get the fast pass. Blah yeah. blah blah. Yes, yeah. the fast mm-hmm. pass. So I'm doing a thing now where I am recording the introductions. Yeah. At the same time as the episodes. Okay. This is a new thing. I tried it with the last episode. It didn't work out so good. Yeah. But I'm going to try it on this one. So you're just going to have to sit here and deal with this. Okay. You okay with that, Dave? Yeah, I'll just shut up. Cool. Cool. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with the Danzas. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Today, I mean, I do have beer in the fridge, but it is 10 in the morning, so I don't know if you really want to crack it to a beer there, do you, Dave? I'll give it a half hour. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll see. (laughs) So uh, my guest today on the show is Dave. Dave. You want to introduce yourself, tell Uh, the people about uh, you a little bit? I'm Dave Yurkowski. I've known uh, Sykes for fucking, it seems like forever, through through various bands. Yeah. Like, we played together, I think. I think the first show we played together was when we were... Cali AC, yeah, and Red Hands did some stuff and uh-huh. shared a member yeah, for a little bit yeah. there. Uh, now I play in uh, Swiss Army. Shout outs to Brandon. Show, yeah, Brandon, I think did this show uh, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my thing now, Swiss Army, and uh, that's where I'm. That's that's where I jam. Yeah, that's I mean you've jamming. done a, you've done a ton of music stuff, even like all the side stuff with Matt Vary. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, and me and Matt like to mess around a lot. <laughs> Matt, who's another friend of the show, there's gonna be a lot of friends of the a lot show of friends. <laughs> name dropped yeah. on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, if you are new to me and new to the show, you could find me on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, all at The Real Sykes. I just launched a brand new website, therealsykes.com. That's pretty fancy. It's like a one-stop shop for everything, which is nice. If 
finally. It only took me 10 years to make a real fucking website. Yeah, MySpace was nice for that. No, it's gone, <laughs> so. No. Yeah, uh, let me think. La oh, yeah. Well, not quite last yet. The show is now available on Stitcher. So if you're somebody who listens to podcasts on Stitcher, you can type in Start the Beat with Sykes and subscribe on there. It's still available on iTunes. And uh, last but certainly not least, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicastnetwork.com. All right, Dave, drinking some coffee, oh, 10 yeah. a.m. Mm. Saturday morning. Mm. You know, uh, it's funny. I think that, you know, probably when we met 10 years ago or so. Yeah, roughly, yeah. Uh, around there. I think the idea of waking up at 10 in the morning to record anything would have seemed completely <laughs> unnecessary but you know oh yeah we're, dude. we're a little bit older now do you fancy yourself a morning person i am a morning person man i'm up i mean i work during the week like at 7 30 so like even on the weekends i can't sleep in i mean i i didn't i didn't get home because we had a show last night like three o'clock last night and i woke like we got home at like 3 a.m like from kent and i'm even then, I like I woke up at like eight this morning, and that was like sleeping in, and I I, I was like I was ready to go, you know. Yeah. I was like it's it's it kind of sucks because it's gonna hit me later in the day, but yeah, it's like I don't know, it's like yeah, I'm in the groove now. I'm just like waking up early, and it's you know, I feel like you can get shit done. Definitely, you know? you know. I you know I don't know if you can relate to this, but um, you know, it's just like throughout the day, if you're trying to do stuff, like there's more of a option for other people to like distract you or get in the way of shit that you're doing exactly but i find that if i can get up at like five or even earlier and start working on like shit it's just like i'm left the fuck alone yeah nobody's texting you uh yeah nobody's calling you nobody's messaging no, you you pretty much have your own time totally you know nobody else is gonna wake up to like nine or ten yeah you know and it's yeah it's it, it's crazy how productive you could be if you're just up early and like you know i don't know it's just it's it's nice to have that early start and just like even if you do nothing, like it's nice just to <laughs> have time to do nothing with nobody bothering you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I find that even like I find it's easier for me to like because I wake up and I go to more I can't talk. <laughs> I go to work in the mornings too. Yeah. So I find that I have a lot easier time getting up and going to work if I get up early and do a bunch of other shit. So it's not like I'm waking up and then dragging my ass straight into the office, you know? Yeah, yeah. Get you, time to, like, clear your head, get a few things done, and then, like, while you're at work, you're not thinking about those things that you need to get done because you already got them done before you went in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's no, that's definitely nice to, like, yeah, it's, like, because I, I work at, like, 7. I, you know, I usually get to work at, like, 7, so, like, even then, I it would be nice to have time to just, like, do some shit so you feel productive before you go into work and feel like unproductive <laughs> like, yeah it, you know it's like but like yeah i mean it's but yeah just waking up early in general is like just man it's good it's good to do man it's like what part of being grown up is uh, that's yeah. what i always thought when like like being an adult was was waking up early <laughs> and, re and, and reading the paper and drinking coffee but, like, do you read the paper no, I mean it's a dead, it's a dead format, man. We're 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 on. To, I, I I I we have phones. Well, do you I mean, do you keep up with the news in the morning? On your phone? I'll, I'll read the news. I read the news. I yeah. Uh, I mean, I read it. Don't know if I understand it, but I read it. <laughs> what about coffee? 
how long did it take you to get into coffee? How, or were you like one coffee. of those freaks that drank coffee when you were 12? Oh, no. That, that would explain my, my lack of growth, you know, like <laughs> lack of growth spurt. Uh, uh, no, man, like I didn't drink coffee until I used to work at Sam's Club. Like when I was like, uh, God, I guess it's been like fucking six years. So I was like 21. I'm old or no. No, it's been. Lo- oh, my God. I'm old. I'm older than that. It's well, been dude, a while. I'm older it's, than you. Don't yeah, worry I know, about but it. It's been a while. Like, I think it's like it feels like it was like a couple years ago, but it was like I like seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, they used to put me on morning shifts and I just I don't know. I, I would try to drink like monster in the morning. but uh, I just dude, felt like garbage. I can never do that energy yeah. drink shit. Oh, no, dude. I tried it. It just yeah, it always made me feel like like shit. So my, like chest race yeah like, you, insane. you and i feel dirty like i feel oh, like yeah. i sweat more so like they had you know there was coffee in the break room I'm like i guess i'll give it a shot it's like one of those things you put like creamer in it first like because this oh this doesn't taste good it turns out it was just bad coffee too yeah but then you just like habitually start drinking it <laughs> you know it was really like it was i had no plans on ever drinking as much coffee as i do but like yeah you just kind of start drinking here and there and then next thing you know like you just actually just acquire a taste for it. It's kind of yeah. like beer, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, like, like uh, you know, oh, beer's gross. Oh, it's yucky. And then you have a couple, you find, like, one that you like, and then, like, that's, and then it's, it's all downhill from it's there. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, that know? was, honestly, I didn't get into beer until I got into coffee. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get into coffee until I needed a job and just ended up working at Starbucks yeah. because they hired, you know, it was just all chance. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. A, a complete accident. Yeah, huh? I mean, yeah. like, I would go to Starbucks and get, like, you know, like an iced chai or some, yeah, like, yeah. bullshit. But I yeah. never drank, like, straight up, like, hot black coffee. No, no. Yeah, you're, yeah, same here. And then, like, just, yeah, it's, like, one day it just clicks. And then, like, I can't, I can't put anything in my coffee. Now. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's like, never. I mean, I don't have nothing against people to do, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not a snob about it. Oh, yeah. But, like, I just, it's just, yeah, I try to. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't need that. I don't need that flavor. Just give me the bitterness. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I want. I just like that bitter, <laughs> that bitter taste. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know what about, I don't know what it is, but just, you know, <laughs> there's like a, I go to 21st Street Coffee every morning. Yeah. Shout outs to them. Nobody from that place listens to this, but <laughs> shout outs to them. They get kind of a bad rep for being like a snobby coffee place. And they kind of are. I mean, yeah. But they have really fucking good coffee. Yeah. So and like it's like interesting now because it's like I went through that phase where it's like, you know, I like different kinds of coffee and had an idea of what I liked. But then on beers, it got really intense. Like I know what breweries and what styles I like. And yeah. like, now I'm getting that way with coffee where I know like <laughs> what roasters I oh, like yeah. and what like particular regions I like am drawn to. And I can actually like look at the board and see like, Oh, they have something from, they have like a, a Peru from Tim yeah, Wendelbo yeah. in uh, Norway. Yeah. And it has these notes and I know what it's going to taste like. That's crazy. Like, I'm not, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I feel like I just don't like even with beer, like, and I love beer, and I know, you know, oh, IPAs and stouts and pours, but like, I feel like when it comes down to it, like, I don't have the patience to like really get the nuances. And sure. And if it's just like, this is, this coffee is good or this coffee is bad. Well, and like, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a thing that like, it wasn't even like something that I intentionally no, like, it just went for. It's just yeah. like you're around it so much, you start to learn it. And it's kind of like a, subgenres of heavy metal yeah yeah <laughs> you know like the more that you like listen to and expose to it like you can be like oh yeah this is that progressive melodic death metal stuff yeah, yeah. And people were like what are you talking, are you about? talking about this is <laughs> this just a bunch of noise yeah it's a bunch of noise either but way, it's yeah. way different than this <laughs> there's a huge difference you know yeah, yeah. between progressive metal 
and uh, you know, and and uh, I don't know, symphonic metal. Yeah, you know? like it's like yeah, like let, let's break down the differences like, between between yeah, the yeah. buried and me and Demu Borgir. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> or yeah, it's yeah, it's like. But anybody else, you know, if you don't know, oh, this is metal. Oh, this band, it sounds good and this sounds bad, you know, or, or it just sounds like noise. It sounds like metal to me, whatever, you know. Dude, like, I, it's like, oh, fuck. It's it's funny, like even like the evolution of metal, which is like it's kind of funny to compare it to like the evolution of drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, you know, like where you it start, was like, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, I used to like metal that had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I like like coffee with a lot of cream and flavor. <laughs> like you know, it's like. Like between the buried and me colors used to just like blow my mind. Dude, the first like three, yeah, well, four. Alaska is probably like, Alaska is my favorite. Yeah, yeah Alaska is sure. my favorite. But it's like even when I go back and listen to it now, like I could probably go back and drink like a cup of coffee with like cream and sugar in it and yeah. be like, this is good. But it's just not the same. Like yeah. it's like I've over the years with my tastes in extreme music, I've like found that I kind of just like it like more dialed back. Like yeah. I don't some, really some like restraint. super long, crazy song formats that like take forever to get to the point and like go. It's like I get that there's a place for it. There is but it's yeah. just not for me I anymore. Still got the time for it, you know? Yeah. It's like I don't want to hear a 20 minute song anymore. And like, did I, I I we probably have like the same had the same general taste, you know, like we were younger. I mean, I fucking loved again between the Barry and me. Like Dream Theater was like oh, a band dude, that yeah. got me into like all like progressive metal and all that shit. In Train general. of thought. Train of thought. Train of thought's great. That's the last Dream Theater album. I was like, this is badass. Yeah. And then after that, like, I think I saw them on the Octavarium tour because it was the Megadeth Gigant tour. Yeah, I was at that. that show. Yeah, and where Dillinger didn't go over too well. And, yeah, like, but it, it was awesome. It was great. Like, <laughs> it was so literally good. like throwing guitar yeah. cabs. Yeah, and just, oh, like, yeah. not giving a shit. Yeah, it was good. That was like that was, was the like, first time I saw him. I was like, yeah, this is. I that gotta, was like one of the most unhinged Dillinger performances I've yeah, ever seen. Because they were clearly just annoyed, and everybody was annoyed by them. And it was just yeah, it was nice. It was good. It was a good <laughs> first experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, like I think they were on the Octavarium tour and that album was just atrocious. And it's like, but that's like where it like I think that's where it really clicked with me. Like I just didn't I was kind of over like even that. I was like, you know, I just don't want to listen to 20 minute fucking, you know. I could listen to Mozart or something if I want to hear a lot or you know, whoever. I listen to some like classical composer if I want to listen to like a, a 30 minute movement or something like yeah. that, you know. Like I just don't want to listen to James Labrie fucking <laughs> you know for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, Sorry. It's, I mean like they're really good, and there are so. I mean, like I could probably bang some stuff on Train of Thought. Oh, I yeah. think that's probably my favorite Dream Theater album because it's like their most like. There's short songs on it that are to the point and fucking rip. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like they're heavy. It's like some of their heaviest material, and it's like focused, and it's a pretty decent album from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I mean, and there's like, it has a concise like concept as far as like the sound like yeah they revisit riffs and other songs and i kind of like how that works like if you're gonna do that like you know almost you know if you're if you're gonna be like that progressive like and you're gonna you're gonna do like those tw- like those big pieces and stuff like it makes sense for an album like that like kind of revisit and like yeah but it's parts. still like broken up into songs yeah, yeah units, exactly you know like, it's, it's not like some fucking Mars Volta Francis the Mute bullshit. Yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's digestible for <laughs> it's it's relatively digestible for a band like Dream Theater. Yeah, we'll go with that. Like, you know, <laughs> um, Mars Volta fan. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah dude. I I have like a huge beef with Francis the Mute. Because really, it's like it's. I think it's the parts of that album that are actually music. I think is like the best Mars Volta in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's like my favorite. Yeah. The actual songs that are songs on there, but it's just everything, how everything's like subdivided. It's split with all the filler that's in between everything. 
I can, it's so hard to like listen to it. If you listen to it start to finish, it's great. Yeah. But like you, you can't say, oh, you know what? I just want to listen to this one song from it. Yeah, you it doesn't do work that. out. Yeah, like you can't put it on a mix. You know? <laughs> no. Like that's yeah. I mean, if I were if I were making a mix and I wanted to throw some more Volta songs on, I wouldn't put anything from Francis the Mute on because like the Widow's a good tune. That's that, but like it's like for some, I've heard that one. It seems like I've heard that one a million times. Yeah. And the rest of the album is like just like a thirty minute song, like in the sense that like you can't just listen to a segment of it if you're listening. Yeah, you know, like you said, if you're listening in, like. If you're sitting down with the intention of just like jamming the whole thing, it feels good. It feels oh, yeah. really nice, but you can't split it up. Yeah, I remember the first time I listened to Francis the Mute, I went to Best Buy and I bought it on CD. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did the same thing. I put in the <laughs> Pleasant Hills. I bought the one in Pleasant Hills. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my Discman on me, right? <laughs> so I remember like uh, I put it in my Discman in the parking lot, walking from Best Buy back to JCPenney. This is very specific. <laughs> uh, and then, like, just, like, listening to the entire album. Like, walking through the mall. I met up with friends. I was like, I can't talk now. I'm listening to this album. <laughs> don't don't and you just, dare like, fucking speak to me. And just, like... I'm busy. Yeah. And just thinking... It's just, like, looking back. It's, like, probably, like, one of the last memories that I have of doing something like that. Because that yeah. was kind of before everything kind of started changing into like the totally digital format. And no, you're right. Stuff yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. So it was like 2004, five. I think it came out 2005. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, fuck, man. I love that album so much. Just yeah. being blown away by it. And then like trying to go back to like listen to some songs and being like, wait, what the fuck did they do with this track order? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. Like, I mean, well, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's like, I love the Mars Volta and I always will, but like when I go back and listen to the albums, like I think the Laust is the only one that holds up is like you could just listen to standalone tracks, you know, like Bedlam's pretty good. Bedlam's good too, yeah, you're right. Um, Bedlam kinda rips. It's like a little think, bit extravagant. Yeah. But, but yeah, like it what's rips. The, what's the song? Like the one that just starts off with fucking Cedric on eh, whatever he does. That's every song. <laughs> was I'm not being very Thomas specific. Thomas Pridgen on yeah. Bedlam. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's dude. his the first album yeah. he was on. Pridgen so is he's crazy, fucking wild. He's nuts. There's yeah. no reason you should be that good <laughs> at, at anything. But like, and that's like another criticism though. I'll say is like, there's probably times like where Pridgen kind of overplays. Oh yeah, but he also kind of makes the songs more interesting too. So it's like. I don't know. It's a give and take there, but like, yeah, like I, I, I remember when Francis the Mute came out. Like, I thought that would be like a classic that I'm gonna love forever. And it's not my least favorite album of theirs by any means, but like, I don't go back and listen to it, you know, that much. Like, I still probably listen to the Laust the most. Yeah. The and and again, it like like it's, it comes like down to a, like a time in your life too, you know. Like like, I mean, I had been a late bloomer with getting in at the drive-in, and then Same. you know, yeah, you know, and then like. About the time I'm getting that to drive in, you know, Sparta, they split, they're, they're already split up, you know, they're just split up or about to split up. And like you have Sparta coming out. And then like I, I saw Sparta with Weezer and like I thought, yeah, it was Weezer and Dashboard. It's supposed to be the Strokes, but they had to drop. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, but I was, uh, I wasn't like that impressed with them. Like I thought they were kind of cool. And then I was like, oh, I, I kept hearing, oh, the, the other guys have a band called Mars Volta. And like I checked them, I'm like, I think it was that first like EP. I don't yeah, know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> if I but saw I, it, I'd be like, yeah, that like, one. I was like, F I remember I downloaded shit on fucking LimeWire or whatever for it. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. This is great. And then I got some like songs from like the Laos, you know, again from like either LimeWire or BearShare, one of those fucking yeah. sites that gave my computer a disease. 
but like, <laughs> I mean, like I just was instantly like hooked. And dude, like and once like yeah, the last I think I bought. I remember. I think I bought it at Century Three Mall. Like was the nice. last. I think yeah. I got it at Fye at Century Three Mall because I was super stoked about it. And I listened to it in the car. Like I, I didn't drive then, you know. So like, my mom was driving me around and making her listen to this. But it was like I was like immediately blown away. And like I don't know. It's like yeah, you, if there's a connection there too, it's like you know like. Again, like I was still young, things were, you know, okay, things were good. <laughs> yeah, you know, young and like that, that, you know, me and my friends were all into it. Like that's what it comes down to, too. It's like the Laos is like the first, you know, all your friends get into I remember, it. And like you just, like, dude, I had like one friend that was into the Mars Volta, just one, and just one. Yeah, and it was my my friend Mario, uh, who's been on the podcast before. He's like one of the first dudes I was in bands with and stuff like that. Yeah. He was like basically like my gateway to like weirdo music yeah, yeah like i would not have like i would not know shit about like dillinger or mike Patton. like if it wasn't for him. i'm sure i would have yeah. figured it out eventually yeah but he but was the guy that he, was like he, he fast tracked dillinger there there, yeah. dude mike Patton, dude mars volta you know and like that was at a time where like all i was listening to was like cradle of filth <laughs> pig destroyer like you know like yeah you're just all crazy yeah. extreme metal and then like i remember when i heard Mars Volta for the first time just being like this is so cool but being like what is this like do I like emo now like I was so like I didn't like understand what I was listening to in, I think that's like what was great about them too is like they are kind of like it's a weird on the fence kind of thing like I think a lot of people I know were into them like at least for me like and again I could th- but you know more than you th- I more than I would think would be into them I guess in hindsight but like because like they kind of straddled that line, like even like kids that I knew that were into like prog rock and shit thought they were cool. Yeah. So it's like there was a little bit for everybody in that first album. I felt like, but like yeah, I ended up like finding people that were into them. Yeah. You know, but got, that ended up just being like a gateway that's, that's for a me. Start like, for the weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's like listening to weird shit, then finding more people like that weird shit. Yeah. And then like MySpace happened and I started oh, yeah. like playing shows and just meeting, you know. Yeah, and then you it all just kind of started whole, with that album. Then there's a whole community totally. with weird shit. I mean obviously my gateway through it was fucking like we said earlier, like Faith No More, like like Mike Patton. That was, was like, like yeah, that was like Faith No More was stuff that I listened to when I was like a kid. Like yeah. I remember the real thing coming out and liking Epic, the Yeah, yeah. Oh and, my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like I like when I was like a lot younger, it was like Faith No More. I really like the Smashing Pumpkins. I really like Green Day. Like, how can you be, you know, like fucking like eight when Dookie comes out oh, and yeah, not dude. be obsessed dude, with that shit? Yeah. No, it's you're right. still an awesome album. I'll defend that album till I die. Dude, I <laughs> I haven't listened to it enough to I, I can't I cannot speak on it you know like yeah, i i don't want to really i don't want to crap on it but yeah you know the songs <laughs> you don't are memorable wanna, you don't crap on dookie. <laughs> yeah i don't want to crap on dookie you know i don't want to crap on dookie i mean that's i'm not gonna be if somebody like says something bad about it i'm never the type of person to ever convince anybody to like anything uh, no because it's you not know, even worth it yeah, yeah but you know it for me it's just i think it's a phenomenal like pop punk album yeah like, i mean it's, it's, it's like, kind of like the prototype at yeah, this point like, it's you know. it, like really it, yeah i mean it yeah. did some shit like yeah. that album like that's gonna like stand the test of time as like a genre defining oh, album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like, yeah, like like I said, it's like every every pop punk album is probably gonna be judged on that as far as like. Oh yeah, it has just, like there's like there is like there's no filler. Like all those songs are almost almost every one of those songs are singles. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it's just like it's insane. Yeah, it's that is nuts to think about. But like, but yeah, but like, dude, like, as far as like, so like. 
I feel like, and I wanted to talk to you this about this. I'm glad we're here right now talking about this because, like, I feel like we were kind of we're into a lot of like the same fucking music shit. Yeah, and not only like the weird shit, but like I feel like you're really into new metal and shit, and I'm like a big new metal fan. Oh, totally. Yeah, and like, um, I just was, I just got to ask you, like, what's your what's your favorite new metal band? Like what? What? Like oh, what? Dude, that's a hard question. Or like top, like you know. I mean. It, Fuck. I mean, I would say probably like the genre defying new metal album for me would probably be the self-titled Slipknot album. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be yeah. Is it's it's really? I mean, like there's like there's some tracks on there that aren't my favorite, but like they were bangers. Like Wait and Bleed, yeah, Spit It Out. Like the the singles from that album were like genre defying new metal songs. Yeah, but they're those aren't my favorite songs. Like no. uh, fucking. Eyeless, yeah. the that's probably like the, one of the most intense songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. sick like drum and bass intro, and it's just like ah. it gets you going. Um, yeah. so that's probably one of them. Yeah. Uh, if we want to corn, life is peachy. Life is peachy. Yeah, I think like I listen to Follow the Leader much more, but like in hindsight, Life is Peachy is probably like you know, Life is Peachy is a fucked up album. Yeah, it's so like disconnected like you could tell it's super rushed <laughs> and like yeah. the produ- it's so weird it's just like this it i don't know it just sounds like very genuinely psychotic and scrambled and just like yeah i don't know yeah no, these, i feel like yeah. they, they caught like lightning in a bottle on that yeah album. it was before they they like i feel like after that like follow the leader has like you know elements of that but it's almost like too polished you know yeah like life is peachy is like just an just slightly more maybe slightly more polished than the self-titled so you're but like still enough like you know chaotic stuff where it's not like about time follow the leader rolls around like i don't know just almost like oh the songs are bangers don't get me wrong like they're all catchy and like you know but like you know you're getting like you know there's fred durst all over it and it's like it's 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 also a pop out like follow leader's a pop album in a weird way you know like whereas like life is peachy is still a little more i don't know it's the right amount of rawness is what yeah I'm saying. they i always had a hard time considering deftones a new metal band yeah um but like if you want to go to the genre like and around the time around the first definitely i guess it's kind of a new metal album yeah it is i mean I it it's is. like it's like i don't know but they always had that like alternate like i don't want to say alternative like almost like indie i don't know there was like that weird twist to it yeah it's like you, you don't want to call them a new metal band and it's it's but adrenaline's definitely a new oh adrenaline, metal oh 100 yeah but because they, they've like transcended the genre yeah but i feel like that's insulting to the genre because like it's like it becomes like a dirty word and so i feel I mean, like that's like, why we want to fur was a new metal album we could yeah. just call it a yeah, new we'll metal call it a new metal. and that album's definitely lightning in a bottle yeah like, on fire like how do you write songs like that i don't know and then even going back uh Rage, Evil Empire. Yeah. It was like one of the most insane sounding albums. It's like, that's probably the best sounding record I own on vinyl. Oh, yeah. The yeah, mix dude. on that is phenomenal. Every Rage album, especially like those for like Evil Empire and the self titled, like are both, they just sound so crisp. Like everything is just, I was just loud and clear. I was talking to Matt Very about this. I never noticed this until I listened to it on vinyl. Yeah. It's everything's panned really weird. Really? On those albums, like the drums, guitar, bass, everything's panned off. Like nothing's huh. centered. 
That's really weird. I never noticed but it, that. But it makes everything sound so fucking clear, and that's how they did it. Yeah. There's tracks where, like, the guitar and the bass are completely left and righted. Yeah. And then, like, the drums and the vocals are kind of... But, I mean, it sounds real. Yeah. You wouldn't you think, think like, about it, because yeah. you think about, like, modern production. But if you listen to a lot of, like, older music, like... 50s 60s type shit when like stereo like whenever stereo is first come that's what they were doing with stereo yeah like you listen to like old stereo pink floyd albums and shit and it's like every this shit that's panned all weird well yeah because like if you think it makes sense that's what like, stereo was for if you're sitting if you're like you know sitting or standing like watching a band live like you're gonna hear like the bass a little yeah. more on the left and you know like I mean, if you're close enough, as you know, but like that makes sense. It does make sense. Like almost, it'll make it feel more live and yeah. like more natural. But then, like people uh, changed it to be like, okay, well now we have this option to just like let's layer guitar tracks, have guitars in the left and the right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just make the production big, which is cool because that stuff sounds great too. Yeah, but that's the reason why Evil Empire sounds so fucking clean because it has yeah. like a very traditional approach to how it was produced. Nice. Yeah, I gotta go back and listen to it, man. Oh, uh, dude, it's great. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been too long, actually. And I don't like, know why. The drum tones on that, and again, Around the Fur. Oh, man, dude. Uh, it, around the Fur, the drum tones on White Pony are like yeah. the the tone. Like, I, for some reason, like that, those drum sounds, like whenever, like, like I. Like whenever we're recording any band, I'm like, <laughs> obviously I'm not the drummer, so I never have a say. But it's like <laughs> I want the drums to sound like White Pony, yeah, because they just they, they yeah, I, they're perfect. Maybe they're perfect for White Pony and not much else. Like maybe it's but like, but like yeah, like for some reason, Deftones always seem to have that together. And well, like, they did a lot of really cool stuff too. I, I want to say I think was it Terry Date that did a lot of the Deftones. Yeah, I stuff? think so. I think name sounds um, more. I think that's it. They. Where, like, they did a lot of cool experimental stuff where, like, rather than being, like, okay, let's dial in these tones. This is the tones for the album. Yeah. It's, like, they cater to each song. And yeah. every song has different tones or different effects, you know? Like, there's some songs on White Pony where, like, the snare has extra reverb and stuff on it. And yeah. it's all, like, very natural. And, you know, it's just for that one track. And it's cool to approach songs like that. Like, thinking about... Rather than like, what's this album gonna sound like as a whole? But if you have a band that's diverse enough where you can get into like recording with different snares and different guitars and yeah, mixing for everything. I mean, I think recording for different recording with different guitars on different songs isn't so uncommon. No, but a lot of the times drummers are like, "This is my kit for the album." This is it, yeah. But it's like, why not swap stuff out, try different things? I remember watching a documentary on. Under Oath, when they recorded Lost in the Sound of Separation. Yeah. And uh, Adam D, I think, produced that album. Yeah. That's, and I think uh, that's right, yeah. when like they were tracking drum stuff, there was like a video, like clips of them tracking drum stuff and them trying different snare drums just for a particular song. And like getting, like, they did that on that album where like the songs have different drums on each song and different mic placements just because, you know, different parts of different songs require different feels. Yeah, exactly. So rather than being like, let's just record it all with this and trigger it or do it in post. Like, no, like we're going to track this section with a different kit or move the mics around. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And the thing about it too, is it's still like the whole album still sounds like a conceptual album. Mm -hmm. It's like, like the certain, it's like the songs all sound like they all sound like under oath, but they also, you know, you know, it's their sound. Yeah. But there's like subtle differences that like, distinguish the songs oh, so it was actually 
this was for Define the Great Line. Define the Great Line. Well, it wasn't Lost way. in the Sound, yeah. but both his albums are great. Yeah, both of them are good. They're only the chasing thing. safety is another like genre defying album. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like you cannot do like whatever you want to call that. Like Screamo, screamo yeah, it's whatever. The, I mean, a lot of screamo purists are probably like yelling at me right now for Who saying, cares? but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like post hardcore, whatever it is. Like, like that, like what would end up becoming like that rise records yeah, sound. Oh, yeah. It, it's right there. Yeah. That was, that it. was the beginning of that it. That was the beginning of it. And it was the best. Yeah. You no, cannot you're, you're, do it no, better you than that. You can't read a, you, you can't like, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't match it. <laughs> Every every I feel like every uh, every shot at it since then has been just a complete miss. No, you know? like even like so like I'd say like like what Chiodos like that album like probably spawns not what I'm trying to say the Under Oath album fucking they're only chasing safety spawned even like the Chiodos kind oh, of oh totally and then like. It was like a weird like bastardization of everything, and I don't want to say this because I fucking love Chiodos, but that album does not hold up well, at dude. Oh, I always had a hard time getting into Chiodos because their production was awful, abysmal, god awful, atrocious, <laughs> abysmal. Yeah, it's like what? Well, uh, I I tried to listen to it like a, a few weeks ago, and I'm like, dude, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, how did you make it sound that bad? <laughs> and like, also, it's like the thing is like. And like you said, like like Under Oath kind of started it, and like kind of like perf- they did it, and they like perfected it, and then like I feel like Chiodos is along the same vein, like was like the next maybe like the next kind of like step, and they became very popular. Like bands like Chiodos, like a kind of got popular. If it weren't for Under Oath, like Chiodos and shit wouldn't yeah. wouldn't been popular. But like, dude, that Chiodos album, like I don't know why it was. It's a product of its time, but like for some reason, Under Oath shit just holds up so much better. Oh, and yeah. I liked, I probably liked that Chiodos album more than I liked their only Chance of Safety at the time, you know. But like, you listen to it now, I'm like, dude, like how the how the fuck did you make an album that sounded that bad? Like as far as production wise, like well, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I think I, that I think that that's that was my always my problem with Chiodos was that like they had catchy parts of songs yeah. but their song structures were a mess yeah it's like a b c d e f <laughs> and maybe a again and you like know they, like, and they it's just like... don't like <laughs> everything's like really sloppy it's oh just yeah like... dude but i mean like it's you know it's a matter of like a diy band uh you know recording something that probably was never meant for as many people to hear it as they did hear but That's even when fair. like but even when what was it bone, bone palace, palace ballet, ballet that album so much... sounds like shit too yeah. <laughs> They, the songs are maybe a little bit structured better, but it still sounds like shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe the idea was like everybody liked the way this sounded. Yeah, so let's just let's, go, yeah, let's you know, go with it. Like, keep up it obviously this, worked, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, you're right. Though I didn't think about that. Like, like there was really no reason that that album should have blown up like it did, and it just became like it became like a second genre defining album, like well, for that I think genre. They, they had like, uh, what was it, Craig Owens? Craig Owens was the guy. Yeah, he was know? pretty. He was the guy. And he he could sing and like the band had a good aesthetic and yeah, they, they, MySpace they, they, was a thing you know it's promotion. a perfect storm man that's and if they was. were like touring a good bit you know like yeah. I think that they just right place right time yeah it's yeah that's what it is I mean it's just, it's, I swear they used to come to Pittsburgh all the time too yeah. I remember seeing them. I I only saw them a couple times but I remember they they seemed to be here a lot too you know yeah, I try I, that was a band that I tried to get into I just I couldn't yeah it's okay and, and like now you could I'm say not gonna be I'm not gonna be like fuck Chiodos. no. 
We uh, Brian, it, Brian's not gonna say, but fuck Chiodos. No, no, I'm not gonna say. I fuck have Chiodos. no problem with Chiodos. I got no problem with it. Yeah, I think but, it's the same. It's like I wish, I wish, like I look back at those, like listen to that album nostalgically, and I wish I like enjoyed it now as much as I uh-huh. did when I was, you know, like I, uh, you know, 19. <laughs> I uh, we're doing MySpace night now. Where yeah, I, I DJ. Saw that. Uh, yeah. Shout out the next MySpace night is June 16th at Brillo Box, 10 p.m. Five bucks, 21 plus. <laughs> I'll be DJing alongside Wyatt. Oh, nice. Come out. It's going to be a good time. But at the last, uh, well, at the last few of these, because uh, somebody always requests Chiodos. Yeah. And it's always funny because whenever I play it, it's like I feel like I have a really bad MP3 or something's just fucked up. <laughs> it just sounds like shit coming through the speakers compared to everything else. It's just like, no, these this no, recording just sounds awful. No, yeah, it's not me. It's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> This is this is this isn't a bad copy I got off Kazaa. Like this is just how it is, man. Yeah, this is straight from Spotify or whatever. Yeah, like, this it just is, sounds this, not yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. When you compare it to like other albums, you know what album? Like I went back and listened to around that time. I, I, well, I, I last time I listened to the Chiodos song, I turned it off and I put this one on. Was the um, the question by Emery? Okay, and I was like, man, this is like what. Emery was a pretty good band. Yeah. Overlooked, unfortunately. Yeah, like I feel like they did like the Chiodos thing a hundred times better. And like the songs were just really catchy too. Like they like chaotic, but also had hooks. Yeah. You know, that repeated, which like I feel really like nice. They like, were they were a band doing that type of music that were like probably a little I don't want to say like too like they knew how to write a song. Yeah. To yeah, a exactly, point yeah. that like playing that style of music was probably a detriment. Yeah, yeah, them. they yeah, they could have they could have done more things. You know, they could have yeah. done something else. You I know? feel like like uh they're kinda like how uh another band I think of Emery and I always think of Isley. Isley too, yeah. Isley, I mean, they weren't necessarily like a like a screamo band, but they were like kind of in that kind of end up getting lumped in that scene. Yeah. Because they were like young kids with like tattoos or whatever. Yeah, that, they like, but they were doing like, like more like, you know, like folky indie rock stuff yeah that combinations album is great that they put out i, I never really... got super into them but i've probably seen them a couple of times combinations is great and yeah, i think yeah. their first album with room noise is really good too i mean they still do really good music but yeah. uh yeah they were another band too that i feel that like just for whatever reason just because of like aesthetic or bands that they were associated with through friends they never like got locked into the right like scene yeah i feel like they you know they could have like they were fairly popular, but they could have maybe even been like more popular because like their songs are like, yeah, are fairly universally like catchy. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like it's kind of like, like kind of like Copeland too. Like it makes me think like you know, yeah, like Copeland's just a very soft band, but they're like, I don't want to say they're like a part of, like the Christian like they were a Christian band, so like I feel like they kind of um like. I don't know. I feel like Copeland reminds me a bit of like, even though Death Cab's an older band. Yeah. That same kind of like yeah, indie but, rock, but Copeland kind of had but like the, edge. Yeah. But like, that's the thing though. It's like, I, I hear Copeland. I think like they could have fit like so good with like a Death Cab, you know, like, like you said, like, and they never like seem to captivate that yeah. exact audience well, a, a little a, bit, but like, I really like the old Copeland stuff, but Beneath um, Medicine was it, Tree. What was, uh, you are my sunshine. Yeah, I mean, man, that album's miserable, but it's great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I like every cope. I think every Copeland album I enjoy. But like, yeah, I, I, like them and Isley. Like, seem like I don't know. Isley just makes me. I've seen. I think every time I've seen Isley, it's been with Copeland. So it's like that's like. <laughs> so it's like that's just I think. But like, 
I mean, I mean, I love that band, but whatever. Uh, While we're bullshitting about yeah. these bands, <laughs> one band that kind of blows my mind. I think they're a good band, but I never understood how they're as big as they are. Brand new. <sighs> yeah, I I love brand new, but like, and and honestly, I like the, them more than I did. I like them now more than I did when I was younger. Same. And uh, but and, like the hype train with the that hype band train, is it, so weird. It is weird. It's like. I, I've seen them a couple times recently too, and it's like I hate you know you hate to be the person I like the band, but the fans are annoying. But like I like the band, but the fans can be annoying. Like it's like a it's almost like a like they have a fandom that's like almost like like a nerd fandom in it's, a way. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. And I and I'm like I'm not saying this is a bad thing because we're all nerds for like our own shit. Like, but like it's it's like. It, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like it's hard really, to describe. People that like, really like brand new are kind of annoying. You feel like there's. That's, I, I don't want to put like I don't want to put an assumption on other yeah. people, but it's really easy to feel like when you're at a brand new show that like this is the one band of this genre of music that these people like. Yeah, and that's it. So it's like yeah, like I'm really into like underground like indie rock emo stuff. Brand new. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, yeah. It's like how I feel about like people that like every time I die. Like I'm really into like hardcore southern metal. Every time I die, they're great. <laughs> You're never gonna see them at another fucking show. Yeah, no, I'm not the that. Sons of Disaster come through. He is gonna be a comes through. They're not coming. They're no. not going to those shows. They're not listening to those fucking albums. No, you're right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. I, I see what you mean there. Like I, I mean like yeah. The, again, you don't want to generalize like for everybody, but I think there's definitely like and like I don't know. Sometimes like there's brand new like i feel like their crowd is like kind of like varied but in that variedness there's just like a lot of people that just keep kind of seem like i don't know you get like really smug about it like it's like this like almost overbearing fandom for a band like like and it's just weird like i think coming from like growing like growing up with like you know listening to them like we did like being like high school and all that shit came out like it was really it was cool and we liked it, yeah. and I still like it. Which you know, there's still a nostalgia factor there, but like, it's hard for me to like look at them like this larger than life like band. Yeah, because it, they're like they're not. And you know, like and, they and they're. Even, I think they're a great band. Their songs stand like you know their songs speak for themselves. Are good, and I, I I you know they 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 hold up well. But like I can't look at them like as like a fucking like top of the mountain yeah. like and they don't elite fucking band, you know, do like, anything. Yeah, at least like a band like every time I die consistently. They're putting, putting out, out albums, yeah. And it's the thing is, it's like this, like exclusivity, lack of promotion, lack of caring for fans. Like the last time I saw them play, they didn't even play any of the new songs, and they were selling <laughs> the twelve inch of the new record yeah. at the show, and they didn't fucking play the song. Yeah, was that at stage eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. I was wondering. Yeah, I, was like, I thought about what that the too. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Then I mean, again, obviously they're doing something right. Yeah. But it just blows my mind that like. You know, a band that has not put out new material, like a, a large body of new material. Daisy came out in 2009. Yeah. So it's, it's been almost forever. eight years. You know, could still do a handful of dates every other year and sell out every show. Oh, yeah. Playing the Instantly same set. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to change their set. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. That, and I didn't even think about that. Like, that, like the fact that they didn't really do that new song, maybe they got cut for time. You know, I don't know. Maybe they planned on doing it last, like as an encore. No. Cause I was, no, waiting. <laughs> no, no, they're like, no. they, they, they were just like, we're not going to do <laughs> yeah. this because you know what? 
I think that they knew damn well that nobody cared. Yeah, that's probably true too. But you hear the new song, you like it, you're like, oh, I want to be cool to listen. You know, it'd be cool to hear it live. You know, it's a yeah. good jam. Like you know, but yeah, I mean, it's you're probably right about that. The though. only like, reason I went to that show was because I was like, okay, they put out a new song. Maybe they'll play it. Maybe they'll play another one. Yeah, you hear. I mean, they new, had yeah. they had a couple new songs released at that point. Yeah, they that, did that, put out that, what two? I think that M E N E Mene 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 the I'm, I'm a, a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, yeah. They were both good tunes. Yeah, but yeah. They definitely didn't play either of them. I didn't even think about that. Like that's yeah. That's kind that of all I could think about. Yeah. <laughs> Where's it? When's it coming? When's yeah. it coming? When's it gonna happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But that's that was the thing too. Is like, you know, I was around like a group of people with like a couple friends and friends of friends, and I was just like, I can't believe they didn't play the new song, and nobody that I was with even cared. Oh no, they don't give a they're shit. Like, because, oh whatever. Again, it's like like I said, it's like a nostalgia. It, like, I'm the kind of minority a, here. They yeah. actually, you know. I mean, but they're like a nostalgia act in a way at this point but like they're still like considered hip like you know they're not playing rib fests yet yeah. <laughs> you know they're still like selling can out. you fucking imagine <laughs> oh i mean dude great. dude i would dude, i would if we're i would go to like that 45 yeah. <laughs> and brand new's playing the regatta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck man that'd be great that'd be so good i'd be on my fucking ski do fucking <laughs> Listen to the Deja on Tondo. Jesus in the distance. Christ. Man. Oh, man. That's a great thought. Fuck. You man. gotta regatta. <laughs> you just gotta. <laughs> so, like, whenever, like, with you, kind of, like, um, and coming up and, you know, listening to all this stuff then, like, the new metal into kind of, like, the... Because I'm assuming, like, the majority of your new metal stuff was probably around, like, when it was happening. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, it kind of everything transitioned into like i don't know like the the more rock or emo or screamo stuff i remember like the first album that i heard that really like piqued my interest besides the louse would be thrice artist in the ambulance oh yeah when absolutely. that album came out i was like whoa like this is really good yeah rock because i mean at that time i was starting to kind of get a little bit more into some like hardcore stuff mm-hmm. Like there was like a day that I thought Atreyu was a cool band, and then <laughs> yeah, like a did. week that I thought like Avenged Sevenfold's uh, "Waking the Fallen" was like a phenomenal album. Uh, it still is. So <laughs> we keep going. We keep going. That's another one that has some production issues. Oh, definitely. City of Evil is a lot better produced. If we're gonna you know, but, uh, break down yeah, A Seven X records, then like here. Thrice and all that stuff. So like, yeah, dude, Thrice is a very important band to me for that. Like, I, I, I mean, like at that time. I was like starting to get my chops up, like as far as playing. So I was really, I was still in the new metal because that's like what was, you know, in like 2001, 2002, like that's what I was into. But I was starting to, you know, I was like really into System of a Down and shit. Still am. Oh, still dude. great. But like, I, I can't st- believe I didn't mention them once. Yeah, we I know. How the fuck metal. did we not get, get there? That's another band that's great band. Like Transcended on, the genre. They were like, I think. they were like prog new metal. Yeah, exactly. But like, I got in like, you know, I was getting into like progressive like rock and shit at that time too because I was like trying to learn how to like play better. And I was really into like dream theater, and and, and I don't know, and, like I don't know why, like, but I I, I bought like the, that thrice album because I heard a lot about it, and like, it was much sim much simpler in in comparison to the shit that I was listening to at the time because like I said I was like super into fucking prog and kind of smug about it yeah but that album just like hit you hard man because every song on it just a good song yeah very good songwriting really catchy yeah and yeah. just like. Dustin's voice is still like one of my favorites. Yeah, in like modern rock music, he's just a phenomenal singer. Yeah, and his like 
and every album since then too is like they've experimented and like yeah. sometimes sometimes it's like doesn't quite hit for me, but I appreciate that they did it. And like his voice is has a good way of like kind of going over everything, you know? Yeah. Like which is weird. Yeah, like, I'm just like were... I know like they kind of like mellowed out over the years. Um and then like, you know, they kind of came back around to like their thing. Yeah. But I remember when uh Beggars came out yeah. just like being like you know, like these are really good songs. This isn't all like my thing exactly, but like I never like lost respect. There was like, man, fuck this band. Yeah. You know, I think they were probably, if anything, one of the bands that like taught me how to respect the evolution of a band Yeah, and how they grow. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're right. I mean, that's like in, in, in general, like it's so easy to like when somebody changes their sound, like, like shit on it and like, like oh this this sucks. they should be they were so they're good at what they're doing why are they trying this I'm like well you know fuck maybe it's not have you good. ever tried doing the same thing for ten years yeah yeah it gets annoying <laughs> I can't do the same thing for a year yeah and I get annoyed by myself by the time I like I, you know any time I've like recorded any song like by the time I play it through enough time you know by the time you you fucking play the song live you know by the time you get to the time recording it after fucking like practicing and rehearsing and shit. Oh, yeah. Like by the time you record it, you're already fucking sick of it and you don't want to play it. Like every time I've put out like an EP or something with my bands or whatever, any band I've been in, like by the time it comes out, I'm like, I don't want to fucking play these songs anymore. <laughs> I'm done with these songs. Totally. Can I write new songs? Can yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want, I don't even want them to sound like this. Like, but yeah, it's like if you're in a band like that, like it's like, and, and if you're in any band, like you could do the same thing over and over again. And you know what? If you do it good, great. And you know, you know, but like, Take some risks, you know, and like, yeah, you got to respect it either way. Like, like, it's, it, it, like in particular with Thrice, like the Alchemy Index, not all that shit hit for me. I mean, but then again, it's like a four piece album. How much realistically? But, you know, they did it and like they went for it and there's some good material on there. And then I like Beggars, too, because like they stripped it down and then like kind of went in a completely other direction and also did it well. You know, like yeah, I think that they're just a band that. I mean, for the most part, they grew with their audience. Yeah, you know what? I swear to God, I've 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 said that exact same thing about them. Like when talking, like because like yeah, like they've matured with me. Like I've grown up yeah. with them, you know. And like that's yeah, that's that's like I guess I that's, that's why you can't not respect them. Like you I have mean, to respect. Yeah, that. I mean, like either like I mean, there's there's ways to go about it. I mean, if you genuinely want to do the same thing over and over again, you can. Yeah, you can. But you know, that's the thing is like I feel it's like you know if I was you know in my mid to late thirties, pushing forty, which I assume some of those guys probably yeah, are. Yeah, have to be around. It's there. like, do I want to keep playing shows? You know, specifically to like younger crowds. Yeah. Or do you know? Do you, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is just like, I think that like if you, through music ages and your crowd ages, you'll actually end up getting to keep that fan base. Yeah. Cause you're going to keep the you. old ones and yeah. then you're going to get new ones. And new ones are always going to be yeah. there too. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, it's like, you know, you said like you can, you can do the same thing. There's nothing wrong with doing the same thing if you're good at it and you know, whatever, but like. Do whatever makes you happy. Do what, do what makes you happy. That's what it's about. You know, do what makes you happy. But I think that. I know I wouldn't be happy doing the same thing all the time. No, and me I don't either. blame a band like for, you know. No way. You know, you, 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 and that's, and the fact they're good at it, you know, and a bit in general, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you, you got to keep like just some sort of like progression. And that doesn't mean like fucking, oh, this next album's going to have fucking 90s sweet guitar solo, like, <laughs> yeah. but like, like odd time signatures, but just like, just progress, like just, you know, take some chances. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's you know? just as hard to write a simple song as it is to write 
a complicated you're, song. No, you're right. You're right. It is, dude. You, like, Sometimes you, it's harder. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to be concise and like you have to like uh, not overstuff, you know? Yeah, like, you, you, can't, know? you can't overseason it. Yeah, exactly. You have the right amount of season. You got to let it marinate just just the right bit. Uh-huh. You, know? you, you can't put too much yeah. too much seasoning on. But yeah, like... But yeah, dude. Uh, Thrice is definitely a band like that. Uh, I I know you're a huge fan of Paramore. Paramore's like that too, man. I was man. just gonna bring up Paramore. People, do people shit on that? I think I love that new Paramore album. I do too. Like people are shitting on, but and, and the thing is, like the people that are shitting on it are like, well, though they're just a they're just a pop band now. I'm like, dude, they were always a pop band. Like they've always been a pop band. I agree with you 100. percent I made that argument when uh, whenever Hard Times dropped and. They were so like, I miss the old Paramore, blah, 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 blah. It's like much how Thrice has been a band that played to their crowd and have aged with their crowd. Paramore, yeah. like they've always been a pop band. They've played to what was popular in modern music. Yeah. And always. They, yeah. And they've been and they've been one of the better bands at it every time. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the that's, thing. That's, it's it's like, like people that miss Paramore Riot. It's yeah. like, you know, I love that album. It's a fantastic album. But it's like if you're expecting, you know, somebody in the band in their late 20s to still make music like they're 18 it's just like it's not gonna gonna happen it would be so sad if they were still doing stuff like yeah i mean it would be weird that's the thing and you can't you you can't win them because like if they're still doing stuff that sounds like riot i know i mean i know i'd be like come on like you guys gotta move on man 2007's over nobody that was nobody that was a band then doing that stuff is still doing that stuff follow-up boy progressed Panic at the Disco progressed. Yeah, My Chemical Romance tried. <laughs> <laughs> at least they tried. You, you know, know? And, good for them. And uh, it's just a thing. It's I think a lot of people. <laughs> it's funny, like a lot of like we'll say like the like the scene kind of kids that were into like Paramore Riot or uh, a Fever You Can't Sweat Out Panic at the Disco. Yeah have a hard time accepting the fact that they weren't that alternative and different. Yeah, like, that's what it you is. Were, you, were, yeah. you were listening to very like, popular Like, listen, music. you were the normal kid in high school. Yeah. And I know you don't think that. <laughs> I know you... You unfortunately were. Yeah, you... Yeah, like, yeah, Fall Out yeah. Boy was yeah. on TRL with everybody else yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you, you had friends. You were normal. <laughs> and all your friends liked these bands. And you know what? Yeah. Most people like these bands. And that's fine. Paramore did an MTV Unplugged. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. They were not the underground band yeah. that you thought they were. And you weren't that different. Oh, yeah, not at all. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, yeah, grow up. Grow up, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that that made me think of like, I remember like when I was in high school, there was like, it was like somebody like I heard like the you know the popular kids. I didn't sound so stupid to even go back to high school, but like I heard overheard like the popular kids like talking about the used, and that's when I realized like, like you know what, I, I'm a, I'm not fucking. Dude, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking. I'm. This is pop music. Then I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Well, the use is on MTV. Like, yeah, they got a little edge and shit like that. But like, they're also like these are popular bands. Yeah. You know, it's like even going back to Follow the Leader. That was the first time I yeah. ever felt burned on a band because I was listening to Corn bef- a little bit before Follow the Leader yeah. because my dad had this upstairs neighbor who was like a kid that was like 22 and skateboard. And I thought he was like the coolest fucking kid in the world, you know, but really he and probably he, wasn't, but yeah, he was so. probably a piece of shit. He's probably a real piece of shit, but he liked corn and he yeah. showed me corn, yeah. you know? So, um, I remember I was like, when life is peachy came out, I was super into it. And nobody knew the, who the fuck corn was. Yeah. And then follow the leader came out. And I remember this kid in study hall, his name was Nick. Shout outs to Nick, who's not listening to this. <laughs> but he was just like, 
man, did you hear that? Cor- I saw that corn video on MTV, and I remember in my he- my heart just being like, "Fuck you!" I've been <laughs> listening to corn forever. I'm like in eighth grade, yeah, you know. Eighth grade. Forever means like a year and a half, but yeah, I'm invested. You're not. Yeah, and yeah. then like then Blink One Eighty Two blew up, and I remember I like knew about Blink One Eighty Two before State of the Enema came out. Yeah. And all that, and just being like watching all these bands that I really liked become kind of popular, and just being like, "Well, I guess this is it is normal. what it is." Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're normal good. now. But it's weird that and see that's like that's the hard thing about it is because like you don't want to be well. If you in hindsight, you, like, you don't want to be a gatekeeper about it. Like now, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad other people enjoy what I enjoy. Totally, totally. But, like, when you're in high school, like when you're kind of like a loner or like kind of a geek or a nerd, whatever, you know this. You know, like you, you're into bands and you think like it's your thing or your it's your friend's thing, like your small group of people's thing. And then when you like see people that are popular and like normal like it, you get really defensive and like really pissed totally. off. And like it sucks to be like that. But at the same time, at the end of the day, those normal people still get to be normal and you still get to be the, you know, like somebody yeah. who's unpopular and like yeah. and, and gets fucked with, you know? <laughs> Like Whatever. a little bit, yeah. If, not not to, you know not to bring up high school and not to, <laughs> not not to fucking air my grievances. Yeah, I didn't get it that bad, but you know what I'm saying. It's like yeah, whatever anybody like, likes. You know, yeah. it's I don't give a shit. And that's the thing too is like you know if you're genuinely into something, then you're into it. You know, yeah. my tastes evolved. Oh yeah, past dude. all that. You know what I mean? Like everybody in my high school was not listening to Pig Destroyer, no, or Converge, yeah, or fucking whatever else other bullshit i was listening yeah to. if anything them so it's like i you know i i a lot of people kind of capped out at slipknot yeah oh, pretty much yeah <laughs> and then i was like you know i just kind of kept going yeah yeah that's well yeah no, yeah it's like on a way when yeah when when something like that becomes like more like bands you like become normal then you have to find like the next thing that's not normal you know like at least at least like the high school mentality was that like you know like the young youth mentality well, i think it's just like a, a like if you're into metal i think it's just like you kind of like it's almost it's kind of like spicy food yeah where it's like you know you start wanting to eat things that are a little bit hotter yeah exactly and hotter, yeah. And like how far can i push this you yeah know? until like, you're until you're like okay this is way too much how black can i get the coffee yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean it's yeah, you 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 may start with something, you know. I don't. Know, I think we probably had like kind of like I said the same kind of like past and shit. Like you know, uh, like you know, everybody listens to like Metallica. Everybody gets like the first metal. You know, you get Meta- a Metallica album or a Megadeth album or yeah. some shit, and then you get in like progressive. Like at least for me, like you know, get in the progressive shit, and then like you get in like then you find like extreme shit like Dillinger or like Between the Bury Me, and then that gets you in like that can get you into other weird shit. Oh know? yeah from there and like dillinger was like a gateway to all kinds of stuff yeah just because of how diverse they were absolutely i mean with like especially the album with Patton, like that was like i had just started getting into like everything that Patton does oh yeah and then to have those two things together was like whoa yeah this is like this is that uh, album fucked me up i wish that they would put out like a remastered version of that not that the mix on it's awful it could be better. But like that and like calculating infinity could both use like some modern yeah. brush ups. Yeah, calculating infinity definitely. I mean that <laughs> but you know what but it's, though? It's it, so cool to hear it and know that it's real. Yeah, exactly. It's very raw and almost like I mean the new ones are all I mean, I love every Dillinger album, but like calculating infinity for what it was is sloppy as shit, but like at least it's it's it's, it's like the chaos. It, 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 it's, real. it's the chaos. It's the lightning in a bottle. Like yeah. like it's not my favorite one. Like I, I Miss Machine's probably my favorite still, like from front to back. Either that or Ironworks. But like but calculating infinity is like, yeah, it's like 
it's probably like the out of all those, it's I think it's probably the classic. I'd say, you know, yeah, of other albums, it's a classic album because again, it's like a genre-defining album, and it's not perfect, but it's like it's perfect for what it was, you know. It's yeah, like, it's just raw, fast, chaotic as shit, sloppy. Like there's like times you could hear like guitars just completely off time, like this, yeah, like the stabs, you know, like. It, it, if you're listening, like you, you know, you you'd hear like, yeah, everything's not lined up, you know, like the new shit, which how is you, cool too. But yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the way production on metal music or just music in general has like the direction it's gone over the years? It's, I don't know, like it, it really, it's hard to say because like I feel like every you know different things have different like production styles, obviously, but like. With metal, I kind of get turned off. Like now, especially, like I feel like maybe it's coming around. I don't know, I, but I feel like a lot of metals is like everything is just so juiced, and yeah, like, so like triggered. And everything it like sounds that. like there's a lot of metal albums that I'm listening to it, and I'm like I'm listening to a heavy electronic album. Exactly, <laughs> I'm yeah. not listening yeah. to a metal album. Nothing on this is real. Yeah, it's everything all, yeah. is sound replaced, triggered quantize i mean it sounds awesome i love this i love this sonic blast of intensity that's coming at me and like this is a fun romp yeah it's like a (laughs) roller coaster like cool but yeah like there's like a lack of dynamics because it just becomes like let's too extreme yeah let's make it loud and like i don't know there's no reason for metal not to have dynamics like metal can have them you know like yeah it's just like it, I think it comes down to like the drum, like drums is the, is like what you notice the most. Like well, you could tell like when a drum kit is like just completely just, you know, drum triggered up uh-huh. and like everything is like a perfect duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like every snare hit is exactly the same or every, every bass drum hit has the same velocity. And it's like, I mean, I, I like consistency. Don't get me wrong. But like at a certain point you're like, ah, you know what? Maybe just hearing a little fuck up or hearing like a little, you know, like yeah. hearing how it would be played if if this wasn't juiced to ever love and hell and back like would be nice to hear like you, yeah you know like a little raw it's like i don't remember them but uh do you ever listen to god forbid yeah fucking god forbid was like a nice change of pace at that time because every album like was produced by adam d at the time every metalcore album at the time was like produced yeah. by Matt, adam d and they all sound good but like some like i said like you know like every he all was, the drums sound kind of similar. It's yeah. like all, all everything's triggered. The guitars, you know, like the God forbid album, like the drums. I remember like the like the bass drum didn't have the click. Like the like that was a thing. Like you know, every metal album Dude, at that, that time had like the clicky bass. Lamb drum. of God, New American yeah. Gospel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that album's fucking great. Dude, every that, every Lamb of God album. That album's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, the, the but production Lamb of God's album is so one. weird. Yeah, but Lamb of, like Ashes of the Week Wake though, like like that's a good example of like it stands apart from like even the metal at the time, like, you know, that time, because like it didn't sound like that traditional metal shit. It wasn't like super high gain, like, like modeled guitar, like modeling guitars. Yeah. Like, like they use like Mesa. I think they use like Mesa, like Mark fours or something like that. I remember like, and they didn't, they don't use a lot of gain. So it was like really clean, you know, like the guitar tone was really crisp and like, you could hear every note and it wasn't just about being like super loud and like, yeah. like you could hear every note of their, their fucking Yeah, if you have a riffs. band that's like super riffy, I want to be able to hear everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. And that's like a big issue that we're having with Greywalker and like where, like how we want to approach recording the next album. You yeah. Know? Cause with the last album that we did, we took a very, simple approach you know we went to matt we're like live drums mike 
amps like let's just do this like traditional yeah. like we made an album that sounds like an old darkest hour album yeah which is awesome and you know. but the the problem that we're that we faced is like on a marketing level it sounds cheap yeah I because it doesn't mean. match modern production yeah until like younger ears it sounds underproduced yeah. even though to me it sounds like a bunch of dudes in a room playing metal which yeah. is what i want to hear yeah. But I'm also 31 years old. I'm <laughs> yeah. not 21 yeah, years old. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and it's like, we're at this point now where it's like, what we, what do we do? Cause you know, we're getting ready to record a new album. We're trying to figure out like how we want to approach it. We want to like, think we we're willing to give into some like modern conveniences to make it sound better, but we still yeah. want to do it live. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it's a hard balance. It is. And like, as far as like triggering drums, when I say that, like, like sampling drums is fine, you know. It's a matter of like finding somebody who knows how to do it. Like if you get, you know, if you sample this shit, because because you could really dial in like great tones that oh, way. Oh yeah, and that's like, fine. But like it, you hear some albums where it's clearly just like it's juiced. Their samples are triggered on no, it. Like, there's, there's no like velocity adjustments. There's no velocity. Exactly. That's what it is. Like like so there has to be like a balance. Like samples are fine, but it still has to have like you got to capture the natural feel of like of you know of the drums, you know, um, like it's, it's that's, that, that's, a, there's a fine balance there. Um, like, like, and Joey's too good of a drummer, like to not get a little, you know, like you, <laughs> you want to, you, like, you want to have like the characteristics of his playing. Oh yeah. Be, be shown. Like, you don't want to just to be like, you know, like, cause that's how some of that shit sounds. Like every Tom hit sounds the same. Every snare hit sounds the same, you know, the symbols all sound the same. And like samples are cool and all, but like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, you want to keep a little bit of natural stuff to it, you know. Yeah. You, you you want to keep the the essence the essence of his playing, you know, especially his playing because he's one hundred percent. Yeah, that's you know? how I feel. It's just like you know, we have a drummer that we tracked that we tracked a demo with Matt Vary at his new space a few months ago. Yeah, and Joey did the song in one take. Yeah, like he sat down, nailed him, and it was good. did it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Why, <laughs> why not? Why can't we just like get these? Dial in the good tones. Yeah. Get the get the good sounds. Have him sit down and play the song. Yeah. And there It'll you take, go. It'll take, you know, ten minutes to record it. Yeah, rather we're than done. spending like a fucking day programming it or like going through and replacing all this shit. Yeah. Granted, it was like, you know, we experimented with like sound replacing his kick drum just to like get stuff that sounded heavier. Yeah. And all this stuff. And it's like we're just trying I don't know. We need to figure out like what we want to do. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it's hard to say, you know, like I feel like, I don't know, at least for me, I guess I'm in the same boat with you. Like, I, I've heard enough of, like, the stuff that's really produced, and, like, I kind of like, you know. I wonder when, the like, wrong. the reset button's going to happen. I feel like there's always that music sort of gets to a point generationally where it gets so crazy, and then there's that reset button that happens. Like, a couple modern examples would be, like, Blink-182 was kind of like a reset button in, yeah. like, pop rock. Um, and then uh, Nirvana would have been one too. Oh yeah, yeah you know Nirvana. where it was like there was all this crazy stuff uh, kind of going on. I feel like Blink One Eighty Two kind of sideswiped the uh, the new metal sort of thing. Yeah, you know kinda after Blink One Eighty Two kind of broke, new metal kind of fell aside, and then you got your Fallout Boys and all that stuff that kind of yeah, spawned yeah. from that. Yeah, and then uh, you know with Nirvana, it was all like. Kind of like the hair metal oh, sort yeah, of all stuff. Hair metal, yeah. And then Nirvana happened, and then from there you got your Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots. And, yeah, you know. 
fuck yeah. Rock kind of uh, yeah. ex- went out from there. Yeah, you can, yeah, you had like. So I'm wondering when that, I feel like, you know, it's been like every 10 years, it seems like that kind of happens. Yeah, about that. When, and I feel like we kind of had one, I think, oh, maybe with like in the early, not like the early 2010s with like electronic music kind of like sweeping in pretty yeah. heavy and kind of resetting guitar music in general. And I feel like we're still kind of in that. Yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. Like, it, even it with, like, a lot of, like, the pop rock bands that are kind of gearing more towards a, electronic sound. Yeah. Like, even how, like, Paramore is now. Or you, were you ever a Mute Math fan? I never got into them, and I don't know why. Because I, 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 I've heard songs, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And I just never, you know, I never... They're, they're another band that have definitely um, kind of gone more into, like, electronic structures of songs, but still writing rock songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another band that actually blows my mind for being as big as they are is Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, uh, I've never listened to them aside from like singles, and I have nothing against them. They actually like, did a really cool uh, like in studio thing with Mute Math. Really? Um, which I never really gave much of a shit about Twenty One Pilots until I watched that. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, you guys are a really fucking good band." Yeah, that are bit pretty much just playing the game of just like electronic pop. Because like basically yeah. what they did was they got in the studio with Mute Math and like redid all their songs with like you know basically a, f- a huge full band production rather than like electronic compositions. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. That actually be really interesting. And it was hear. just like wow. It's like these are really really good songs. But yeah. if you would have recorded and released these songs like this, you would not be selling out stadiums. That's true. Yeah. I mean, but now, but now with all that money from selling out stadiums, you can go back and make them how maybe yeah. exactly how you want yeah. to like, try something it's new. It's cool with to them, see them you know? doing shit like that. Yeah. And I love hearing like different interpretations of shit too. Like, you know, that's always cool. But yeah, that band, like, you know, I think they're like, they're another band and this is like something like people our age are really bad with this. Like people our age love to love to just, berate fans of like bands like that because they're like teenage girls oh, yeah, you yeah. know and that's we that's love so to shitty. be the we love to be the people that got on our nerves when we were that yeah age. exactly you know and that's what it is <laughs> like it's a, it's a never-ending cycle it's it's so funny like hearing like people our age like complain about like kids this generation i'm like dude you're fucking 30 you're not that old and these kids are not any different from how you were yeah you know like listen if you had fucking smartphones and all that shit when you were fucking 14, you'd be on it too. Yeah, you'd yeah. be wearing a 21 Pilot shirt yeah. too, you fucking poser. Yeah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, you, like you weren't at the fucking, like you were in every concert not watching the band fucking smoking a cigarette on your sidekick, you know? <laughs> fucking get over yourself. Like, what gives you the right to fucking, like, judge, like, fucking kids or just, in, like, enjoying the same, basically the same shit that you did. And, like, I think it comes back to, like, the brand new fans. Like, I feel like a lot of brand new fans, like, especially our age are kind of like that, like, kind of smug. Like, like, listen, like they're a great band, put them on a pedestal, but don't get mad that, you know, like kids are putting other bands on a pedestal that you don't like, you know, like, yeah. don't be so, don't, don't be so fucking uptight, man. Like shit's cyclical and we, or, you know what, maybe fucking in, in eight, 10 years or whatever, the kids that are, that are obsessed with 21 pilots writing fan fiction all fucking day about them or whatever, maybe they're going to look back and be embarrassed and you know that's fine but we like everybody we we're the same way you know like we've all done shit like we look back and like cringe at like shit that we did chiotos yeah chiotos like i I can't exactly so like you know like why like and they really do like they get a lot of people's ire 
like 21 pilots. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck dude. They, every time they've come to like Pittsburgh, it sells out, you know, and good for them, man. Cause like, they're one of those bands I remember like seeing their name and they probably played like the Rex and shit oh, yeah, a couple they times were, they were... and they just gradually fucking blew up. And you know what? You don't have to like their sound. You don't have to like them. I mean, like I said, I've only heard what's on the radio and I'm like, I don't like, I never liked it enough to like force the issue, but it's also like, I mean, I could, maybe I would like it if I, you know, like I really delve, you yeah. know, went into it because like, why not just. Why not just let I'm kids like what you, they like? I'm going to show you one of those mute math clips before you leave. Yeah, I, I um, want to hear that because, like, it's, you know, that's the thing. It's again, people are like that are our age. Not everybody. I don't think we're like this, but like so many just become like smug and like. It and, especially pisses me off when I have musician friends that write them off because the yeah. thing is, like, they've been a they put out their first album in 2009. Yeah. They've been, and, yeah, they, they've been and they've been around forever. Yeah. And, you know, just working hard. And they they ended up getting signed to Fuel by Ramen off of um, – they did, like, a hometown show at, like, basically, like, their – kind of, like, their – it was, like, a 2,000-cat venue. So, like, their Mr. Small – well, Mr. Smalls is smaller than that. But they sold it out, you yeah. know, a local show, and they got people to come out, you know, and they got signed off of, you know, selling out this huge deal. Yeah. Or the huge venue, and, you know. And, like – they did that themselves. Yeah, they worked. They for didn't it. have label push then. It's, it's DIY. Like, it's who DIY. the fuck do you know that's like? How hard have you pushed to get twenty people to a show? Yeah, for some people, that's like those are the same people talking show on Twenty One Pilots. Like they can't get yeah. twenty people to yeah. a show. It's like they got two thousand people. Yeah, to oh, a local show. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's, that's hustling. And like that's like, and they make they're good songwriters. They're good at what they do. But I think a lot of people just like to. If it's popular, Talk it's bad, yeah. you know, all that shit. You know, like, listen, like, there's there's probably a reason that people like it, you know? Like, <laughs> that. that's, I mean, like, I don't have to like it, but there's probably something redeemable about it that people like it, you know? Like, and yeah, the, the few songs that have, in their case, especially, like, the few songs I heard on the radio, like, you can't argue that you're not, they're not structured well, Yeah. you know? Like, they're catchy songs. Like, I'll, like, they'll pop in my head, you know, like, I don't know what the one song is called, but the was it called like uh, Heathens or something like that? Yeah, that song pops in my head all the time, and that's like one of the maybe two songs I know for sure that's them. But you know, like that's I don't know that's that's something to be like all, all shitty about. Just it's like it's it's a catchy song. That's, that's, There's I, a reason people like it because yeah. it's it's well written for what it is. And if, and if you don't it. like it, you don't have to like. You it. don't have to like it. But you don't have don't, to like everything. Don't shit on other people for liking. Yeah, something. dude. And it's like I always tell people this. It's just kind of like, do you know how fucking hard it is to just be happy or find <laughs> something that like gives you joy? Yeah, it really is hard. That's, and just so if somebody finds something that gives them joy that isn't like fucking awful or if it's not you know or damaging to somebody yeah, else. As something long as, is, if it's something like 21 pilots if it's a fucking pop rock song that makes them happy leave them the fuck alone yeah, is that the worst like is that the worst thing yeah that, that could happen really like yeah. that's the thing it's like yeah it's you know they're like you know they could be into like they something awful we don't have to bring up anything yeah they could be in a fucking cult or something yeah. or like like a, like a like a white nationalist group or something. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many other awful things in the world. Like just because Dude. somebody likes a band that you think's dumb, like that doesn't mean they're idiots or whatever. That doesn't mean they're bad. You know why are you why why do you? Oh, dude, that pisses me off. Because but the thing is like, I know I was that kid in high school too. Like we were just talking about that. Like I was really smug and like really 
fucking. Like, you know, I think I, for, I think I really wasn't honestly. Yeah, I kind of lucked out because like, in I always, I didn't have a lot of friends that liked the same music as me, so I never really had that. But I had like a good bit of friends, so like I had friends yeah. that were like super into like Yellow Card and stuff like that, and just being like. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it you know, I yeah. always kind of like had like a decent understanding of different music, and I was also brought up around a lot of music too. So yeah. I was never super, super smug. I Maybe was a little bit. I was yeah. Not, I was at least a little too, bit smug. Not too bad. I could be kind of a dickhead, you know. Like you, used to, you you're opinionated. I was more opinionated. Yeah. Like now it's like it looks like you know what. I ain't gonna stress over what somebody else does or doesn't that, li- does or doesn't like. You know. One thing that I used to do a lot that I don't do anymore. Was I would try to show people bands oh, yeah. that I thought were awesome, and then I would get upset when people didn't <laughs> think they were as cool. Are you hearing what this? Is, yeah. yeah, I used to be like that, but now I'm just kind of like, oh, you don't okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's yeah, you just go to like, oh yeah, I'll send you the Spotify link. Check it out if you like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then actually, don't tell me what you think about it because then you're just gonna ruin it for me. Like if you hate it, I'm gonna feel bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just like just check it out. Don't get back to me. If you like, that's cool. Yeah. But just check it out. I yeah. think you would like this. I think you maybe. would like this. Maybe. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's wrap this up. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I it's don't been know. a spicy talk. It's a spicy talk. We're good. We're we're at an hour and seventeen minutes. That, that's long. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long. Time. Did we cover it? I don't know. Uh, anything I mean, else? We anything just kind of talked. We just talked about, about bands. Yeah. We just talked about bands. Talk about bands. Anything else? Drop your bands again, real quick. Oh Swiss yeah. Army. Uh, Swiss Army. They're great. They were some. We're recording. You're a really good. good band. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're uh, Swiss Army. I don't know. Instagram, Swiss Army Music, fucking Facebook, Swiss Army Music, Bandcamp, Swiss Army Music. I think that's everything. Everything is Swiss Army Music. Uh, we have an EP up, which is actually like Brandon. That was, you know, when it was still kind of Brandon's like solo project. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be recording coming up next month. Uh, we're doing guitars and vocals, at least with, with Matt. Cool. Very, Matthew Very. Yeah. Very tight recordings. Shout out to Matt again. Whoop whoop, uh, <laughs> little whoop whoop for my for my juggalo Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so uh, yeah, so I we, I don't know. We're just gonna keep busy and like I don't know if we'll be playing around. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, try doing like next shows and shit like that. Yeah, like that. you got some stuff coming up. Yeah, we're playing June 27th at Roboto, uh with Gates. Uh, if anybody knows those dudes, they're from I don't remember where they're from. But they're they're on pure noise or some shit like that. I don't know. We're, we're the we're the local support. So cool. Hopefully we can bring some local support. Yeah. And uh, other than that, um, I think we're doing Deutschtown. You guys doing Deutschtown yeah. this year? Yeah. Uh, we're probably not on the same stage. No, we're playing Allegheny City Brewing. Okay, we're doing the winery stage too. I think is what it is. I don't know. I there's no. I don't know the details yet. I don't. I don't know. They're, they don't know the deals. <laughs> I don't know anything yet. I'll show up. Cool. We'll, <laughs> we'll be there. But yeah, and I'll, I'll. I'm sure we'll run into each other. We'll hang out and get a beer. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, I think that about covers that. I don't tight. think tight, pretty tight, very tight. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. And uh, I did the intro with you, you here, intro, so I yeah. guess that means I have to do the outro too. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna get this format down. And that's all, folks. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation, Dave. It's been great having you. Hey, man. Great having uh. Wait, not not great having you too. <laughs> thank, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2017. Woo! Woo! Woo woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening.